you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Uh, do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, boy, pastor looks good today. <laughs> you are sometimes amazed by my humility, aren't you? So humble on a daily basis. <laughs> I sure love you guys and blessed by you and what God is doing in each and every one of your lives. And I speak that today over your life, that you would hear and see and step into God's purpose for your life. God has a purpose for your life. See, we're, we're first to seek God. Amen. That's why we're here. We're to seek God. But you're also to serve God. Amen. That if we're going to seek him and we're going to find him, when we find him, we're going to realize that then God has a purpose for our life. And after we start serving God, then that serving will include serving others. To serve others, to be here for others. So I pray and I hope that if you haven't found that place that, that God's called you to serve, that, that God would again reveal it to you today, whatever it may be. And in fact, you saw some of our C groups up there. Do me a favor, get involved in our, one of our C groups, amen. If you don't, if you don't see any you like, then start one, whatever it may be. You can start Bible study, interest groups. Maybe you're, you ride motorcycles. We have a motorcycle group here. Maybe you're a car guy. Usually car guys are the most godly people you'll ever meet. That's right. David, we need to start a car group back there is what we need to do. You know, Start some groups. Get them going so you can just spend some time hanging out with other believers in Christ. Amen. And just, amen. Amen. I'm going to do something today that I haven't done in a long time. And it's funny, my wife said something when I walked. It's amazing how God works. Uh, at the other campus, I was just preaching, and I walked up, and I said, guys, I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time. I said, I'm not going to preach the sermon that I've been preparing all week for. I've got a great sermon. Y'all should have heard it's great. It's good. It really is good. And, uh, in fact, I was been working on it. But this morning, God began to deal with me, and he, he wants me to speak on something else. So I sat down today, sat on the front row, sat beside Laurie, and she said, just, what, would you just be obedient to the Holy Spirit? Just listen to what he says. And I said, Lord, have mercy. So today, my sermon won't be a, a regular sermon. I'm just going to preach what God's laid on my heart. Is that okay? And um, it is about comparison, though, but not in the way you think. I've been watching the news, as I'm sure all of you have, about what's happening in Ukraine. It's wrong. I'm not, I don't speak politics much from the pulpit. Y'all know that. I don't get into politics. But what has happened there is wrong. It's not right. And what has astonished me, and most of you may not know, or some of you may know, is, is that most likely the Russians and Putin thought that he was going to come in within 24 to 48 hours and take over Ukraine. And that hasn't happened. That has not transpired. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of deaths. There's been a lot of bombing. Uh, there are people that are fleeing the country, trying to go to Poland and other places. But 
What has not happened is Kiev and the other places he thought he was going to come in and just take over like that, it has not happened. In fact, I think there's, Russia's had around 3,000, 3,500 troops killed or at least wounded. They never would have thought, you got to understand, Russia has about 145 million people. Ukraine has 44 million. And their military doesn't even compare. And there was this idea, in fact, if you're watching the news today, I don't want to scare you, but now Putin has put his um, nuclear team on high alert. When you had to put your nuclear team on high alert, that means you're losing. Let's just hope Putin's not watching this. <laughs> I'm saying that to say because I want you to understand something. The first day this took place, there was a 70-year-old man I saw on TV walking up to take arms. He was going to battle. They've had lawyers and doctors. They've had people walk out of their businesses. they got 13 to 15-year-olds that are walking up and saying, give me a weapon and we'll fight. See, the problem was is he didn't understand that he was going to a country that said, we're going to stand up to you this time, bully. You're not going to do this to us. You heard about the 16 men on the island that lost their lives. They would not quit. They said, if it's death, we'll take it. But what we will not take is you coming in and taking over our country when you have no right, you have no authority. We're not going to do it. We're standing up to you and we're saying no. As I begin to think about that, some... Three individuals popped in my mind. and last, It started last night, but I fought it because I said, Lord, I am not changing my sermon. I'm not. God, I'm not. You ever said to, you've ever said to God, I'm not doing it? Don't do it. Don't do it. So this morning when I woke up on my drive to the other campus to preach, the Lord's dealing with me, and I'm like, God, please don't do this to me. This sermon I got is good. I mean, T.D. Jakes is going to call me, Lord, if I preach this sermon and say, hey, John, give me that sermon. I want to read a passage. It's out of Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. Maybe you've heard the story about three men who stood face to face with their bully and said no. They stood toe to toe without being disrespectful. In fact, you'll find out in a few minutes they keep using the word majesty. In other words, we're not being disrespectful. We're not being mean. We're, 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 we're trying to be as nice as we can, as respectful as your authority. But we're also going to tell you we will not do what you're asking us to do. We won't. And they'll say in a few minutes that we won't because we know that our God can Save us. See, what, what happens in our lives sometimes is, let me tell you, the worst comparison we can ever do is when we compare a bad situation in our life to our God and think that the bad situation is bigger than our God. There's nothing that you'll ever go through, ever face, ever have to stand up to that is ever bigger than the God that is inside of you. And I'm inspired by these Ukrainians who are standing up and saying, no. 
For every rhyme and reason, you should have walked in within 24 to 48 hours and taken our country. But we're not going to let you do it. Did, did y'all happen to see the guy in the car that pulled up beside the guys in the tank? Is anybody seen that video? It's hilarious. The, the, I can't do it word for word, but in essence, what they're doing is the tanks run out of gas. <laughs> that cracks me up. Did anybody leave Russia and go, are we forgetting something? <laughs> if anybody in here is from Russia today, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we got men, we got weapons, we got bullets. Is there anything else? Show golf we're missing? Nope. Okay, let's go. Dang it. And they run out of gas. And the guy, in essence, y'all have seen it. He's trying to, hey, how are y'all doing today? And he's asking, like, y'all ran out of gas. <laughs> and the soldiers start cussing him out, like, get the F out of here. They're like, okay. Because we got gas, we can if y'all see tomorrow on the news that it's now Putin against Ukraine and compassion which it all falls it's, it's, it's my fault I'm sorry but I've got this image of Ukrainians walking out of their doctor's office and their lawyer offices leaving their businesses and they're saying give me a gun I'm not going to let this take place and there comes a moment in our life as men and women of God that we do the same. I have bowed down, given up, walked away from you. Listen, you indecisive individuals. Who are you indecisive? Just be honest. I know you. In fact, I'm going to start a restaurant for you. You know what it's called? I don't know. Or a restaurant called I don't care. Wherever you want to go to. I'm going to start three restaurants in town. I don't know. I don't care. You decide. And I will make, I'll become a millionaire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve, the God we serve, the God we serve, is able to deliver us from it. But listen to what he says next. Mm. It is powerful. He says not only he is able to deliver us from it, it's almost as if he realizes there's an if, or there's a could, or there's a might be. But he decides to let it not linger in the air as they could be, might be, should be, he decides, hold on, I'm going to throw a certainty out there. That's what he says. And he will deliver us. There ain't no maybe, should be, could be, would it be, would it be, won't be. It's going to be. And my God can deliver us anytime he chooses. Listen, 
from your majesty's hands. But even, I like this though. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He just said though, he was going to, yeah, but you need to understand what he is saying. But even if he does not, we want you to know. Your majesty, he's being respectful. Being respectful. That we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Do you hear that? These are three men facing, right now being thrown into a, into a fiery furnace. They, they've already lit it up. They've already, to let them know they better do it, they already got it burning. <laughs> Somebody cooking something? Yeah, about to be you. And all of a sudden, when he says, are you going to work? See, what happened is Nebuchadnezzar had made an image of God and in essence told all the people they had to worship it. But the officials come back to Nebuchadnezzar and say, there's three men, there's three Jewish men that are not doing what you're saying. They will not bow, they will not worship. And Nebuchadnezzar said, bring them to me. We'll see about that. I bet you when I get in their face, they'll get all scared and afraid and worried. They'll do what I say then. The officials bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and put them right there before them. You're going to worship? Nope. You're going to do it? Mm, I don't think so. You're going to worship that image? Um, I think you're on the wrong page because we're not there. Then you know what's going to happen. I'm going to throw you in that fiery furnace. God, listen, majesty, King Nebuchadnezzar, you do what you got to do. Can I paraphrase that? And this is what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. Do what you got to do, boo. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be boo, it'd be new. Nebuchadnezzar knew. Anyway. And all of a sudden, if you're wondering up there about the music, just let it keep going. Don't even worry about it. I'm, I'm going to just keep going. Don't even worry about it. Let it go. And they grab a hold of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now it's getting a little bit different. Oh, oh, oh. No, wait a minute, God. I, I know what I said. That you wouldn't let us burn. You wouldn't let it happen. But are you actually going to let us go in there? See, that's the problem with some of you as believers. You're a believer and you're faithful as long as things are good. That ain't faith. And all of a sudden they grab a hold of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and they hurl them into the fire. Nebuchadnezzar feeling all good about himself. See, the devil feels good about every time you give in or every time you, listen, the devil thinks, he thinks he's going to be victorious, but he's not. Putin thought he was going to ride in to Ukraine and take over in 24 hours, and he hasn't, and he's looking back. When you got to pull the nuclear weapon, mm. You ever seen the Christmas story? When the two bullies, you know the little bullies, the, the big one and the small one? And finally, the, the boy with the glasses has enough, and he starts whooping up on the big one. Pow, pow, pow. And the little one comes over and taps on his shoulder, and he knocks him down, and he goes, I'm going to go get my daddy. Y'all remember that? I'm going to get my nuclear weapon. I better stop. 
<laughs> if the phone rings and it's a Russian address or number, <laughs> leave. Hello, this is Randy Harris. <laughs> and he hurls him into the fire. I wonder if Nebuchadnezzar sitting there picking his fingers, waiting for him to burn up. I showed them. Someone says, King Nebuchadnezzar, they're not burning up. Nebuchadnezzar, they're not, they're still there. Maybe my, maybe the fire is playing tricks on my eyes, but I still see them and they're not, they're not being consumed. In fact, do I see what I think I see? Are they, are they roasting hot dogs? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just hanging out in the fire. One of them there roasting hot dogs, another one roasting some marshmallows. They're just having a good old time. They can't understand what's going on here. They should be burnt up. They should be destroyed. This fire should be in the, the end of these people who refuse to do what they're supposed to do. And they're just sitting, hanging out, having a conversation, roasting their marshmallows and their hot dogs. But then something happens. Somebody looks in and goes, I see four of them. Now you know what they're thinking. Did you throw Bob in? Did you throw one of the soldiers in by mistake? Did, 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 did one of the officials get too close to the flames? And it, what happened? This is one of the first times we begin to see Jesus. See, it wasn't just God in the fire. You just, no, this is Jesus in the fire. For you who don't know, Jesus existed before he was born on earth. He's always been. He's always been at the right hand of the Father. He's always been there. I don't know if you knew that. He's always been there. God the Father sent down Jesus the Son and said, hey, I need you to go down to earth. I need you to, to be there for a second. I need you to show them what is to come. And what is to come, that there will be another day there will be a great fire. But it will be in a place called hell. But I want them to know that the Savior can be in that fire and rescue them also and keep them safe and deliver them from the fire. And they all finally start looking at him. They look in there. Yes, not only are they not dead, Alive, but there's a fourth person with them, and they pull them out of fire. Not only are they not burnt or consumed, they don't even smell like smoke. See, I'm, I'm sharing this story with you today because I want you to understand something. Some of you have been comparing your situations, your bad marriage, your financial problems, your, your sickness in your body. You've been comparing it to God and believing that somehow that your problem is bigger than your promise or bigger than your God. And I'm telling you, that is not true. God is always bigger. There is no comparison. God can help you overcome any and everything if you trust him. 
He's bigger than your financial problem. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, not a thousand cattle on a hill. He owns a whole bunch of cattle on a thousands of hills. God can take care of your finances. I know what the doctor said about your financial situation, but I'm telling you this is what I know about my God, that my God can heal and my God can deliver. For by his stripes you are healed. I know that my God can fix your marriage right now. I know it seems bad. I know you can't stand the sight of each other. I know the puppy dog eyes are gone and the, and the, and the feelings inside didn't feel the way they used to feel. And Man, it's been a long time since y'all have even been together and you know what I mean. But I am telling you that I serve a God who is love, didn't just create love, but is love. And if you will get closer to my God and find out his love, his love can then pour over to your marriage and it will renew a love in your marriage like you've never known before. I am telling you, you keep comparing your addiction to my God. There is no comparison. My God's bigger. For whom, whom I, the sun sets free is free indeed. You're free. You just don't know it yet. We had a young man that came through our center years ago. Years ago. He'd been to 13 rehabs. I, does that qualify you as a professional rehabber? I don't know what the number is. Been through 13 rehabs. Finally came through our center, got saved, now works at a rehab in Dallas area. So when I asked him, said, what was different about this rehab than any other rehab you've been to? He said, I met Jesus at this rehab. I met Jesus. Jesus was bigger than my addiction. Jesus was bigger than my problem. Jesus was bigger than what I was facing. The Bible says, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I was inspired this week by Ukrainian people that for every rhyme and reason should have lost within 24 hours that said no to those men that on that island was it 16 men that lost their lives but would not back down to the lawyers and the doctors and the 70 year old men and the 13 year old boys that are taking up arms saying nope not today When are we going to stand up to our problems and our situations and what we're facing? When are we going to stand up and say, not today? You don't compare to my God. My God's bigger than you. You don't compare to my God. My God's already won. See, can I tell you something you need to know? God's already won your battle. You just don't see the victory yet. Just because you see it. Listen, they saw a God made of gold sitting before them. But that thing wasn't real and it couldn't do a thing. They couldn't see the God that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were talking about, but he was more real than anything in the world. Listen, sometimes you can only see what your eyes show you, but I'm telling you there's something greater than what your eyes see. And it's a God that is unseen, that loves you and wants to do something in your life. But you've got to stand up. See, they said, listen, our God's more than able. Our God's more than able to deliver us from this. In fact, our God will deliver us. But I love what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. They said, but if he does not, we still will not bow to you. Can I tell you that everything in your life is not always going to be hunky-dory, but you still make a decision to follow God? Can I be honest with you? I'm tired of wimpy Christians. I am. I'm the other day, at, at, and, and I got to hurry. I'm the other day at a, at a service with a bunch of 20-year-olds. There's no chairs. It's my daughter and my son are playing there. 
bunch of 20-year-olds. And In fact, I've been really worried about this next generation, if I'll be honest with you. They're being spoke to a, to a world that is telling them certain things are okay, that the Bible's not relevant anymore, that if you say certain things, then, you're, then, then, then well. But I sat in a room with me and my wife are the oldest ones in there, and for about 30 minutes I tried my best to keep up with those 20-year-olds. Eventually I was leaning up against the wall. They had no chairs. Who does that? 20-year-olds. For three and a half hours, we sat in a room doing nothing but praising God. And I had hope. I had hope that there's a generation coming up that's not going to bow. Listen, some of the things that's going on in our society, and I need y'all to hear me when I say this. I'm not getting political. But there's some things that are going on in our society today that are not God. Well, the, I don't care what the culture says. The culture does not change my Christ. It doesn't. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And I'm saying this to you because stop comparing your bad situations to my amazing, wonderful, never will fail you, never let you down God. Stop it. He's bigger. But see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, but if, even if he doesn't, we will not bow to you. That's called determination. See, sometimes we look, all we want to talk about is the, the divine instead of understanding there's also discipline. With the divine of what God can do in our life, it also takes discipline in your life to say, not today. Maybe tomorrow. It may happen tomorrow, but not today. Today, I'm going to serve God. Today, I'm going to follow God. Today, I'm going to do what he tells me to do. Today, I'm going to follow his word, live by his commands. Today, God, I'm going to do what pleases him and not what pleases man. I know this isn't one of my usual sermons, but I need you to hear me. Just like those people in Ukraine it's time that we stand up and say, God, nothing compares to you. You're the greatest of all, what's the G-O-A-T, goat? Greatest of all times. There's been a big de debate who it is. Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I know who is it now, uh, who? LeBron. It ain't LeBron. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. Kobe. I know. I've heard that. Kobe, Michael. Now it's a football player. It's uh, Tom Brady, which actually they say if you go by statistics, it actually is Tom Brady, but I don't care. He ain't no Michael Jordan. <laughs> Just got one thing for you. Let me tell you who the goat is, Jesus. The greatest of all time. He'll never let you down. He will never fail you. God loves you. And it's time that you stand up and say, God, not today. Not today. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to do whatever you call me to do. 
And God, I, I know this without a shadow of a doubt, that the fire, the fire of my finances, the fire of my sickness, the fire of my bad marriage, the fire of my fears and my worries and my anxieties and my depression, I know today that whatever those fires are, I am telling you they will not consume you. They will not destroy you. I am telling you that my God is bigger and he's right in the middle of the fire with you. I want you to stand with me. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. If you've been struggling because you feel like you've been in the fire, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes. There's a lot of hands going up. Lord, I pray today in Jesus' name for every hand that has gone up in this church. Lord, they're in the middle of the fire, but God, they're not alone. There's a fourth man right there with them, and his name's Jesus. And Lord, I speak today in the middle of the fires of their finances or their health or their job situations, of their depression and their addictions, their, their bad marriage, whatever the fire is that they're facing today, God, we know that you are bigger. And that God, you're going to not only let them not be consumed or burnt, God, they won't even smell like smoke when they get to the other side. Bless them today, Lord. Bring them through this storm that they're facing, this fire that they're in the middle of. Bring them out of it, Lord, right now and keep them safe, I pray. For some of you, you've not been standing up for God like you ought to. You're indecisive when it comes to your relationship with Jesus. You're indecisive when it comes to your commitment to Christ. And you know it's time for you to be committed to serving Him like you ought to. You're a believer, you're a Christian, you serve God, but you know you keep wavering back and forth in your relationship and your walk with him. And today's the day you need to follow him all the way that he's told you to. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Yes, yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. I speak today discipline. I speak today dedication and commitment. I speak today, Lord, no more wavering being tossed by the wind, but I speak today that, Lord, they will commit to you to follow you wherever you lead, that, Lord, today they would be, be the men and women of God you've called them to be. In Jesus' name. One last question. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're tired of living in shame and sad and sin. You know that you want to serve God and give your life to Him. It's not about what you're going to give up. It's not about becoming perfect. It's just about you saying, God, I'm willing, I'm willing to allow you to come into my heart, into my life. If you're allowed to give your heart and life to Christ today, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Amen. I've had two raise your hand, give God praise. I want all of you, not just the two that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud, say it proud, as there's two new names being written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. I know that you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross for me, and you rose. Lord, I believe, and I ask today that you would be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise in this house. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, 
please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.